Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Welcome to the Cities. I'm Jim Mertens. A flood mess. I'm not talking about the silt and debris left behind from the flooded Mississippi. I'm talking about the hard feelings among downtown business owners toward Davenport, a city they're trying to help revive. A new group called the Davenport Downtown Business Coalition issued an open letter calling for a greater say in future flood protections, a better relationship with city leaders, answers to just what went wrong with flood protections in the city, and more cooperation for rebuilding and restoration. I talked with two business leaders who are helping form that coalition. Dan Bush, who owns Analog Arcade Bar, Armored Gardens, and the Raccoon Motel. And Dylan Style, owner of Rome, Brasserie, Lounge, Bar, and Moto Cafe. We asked Dylan, is Rome going to open anytime soon? We're in a holding pattern right now. There's a lot up in the air. Um, we're doing everything we can uh, to make sure that we do go back in business uh, again. We're kind of at that point, though, where destiny, or the, our, our future isn't really in our hands at the moment. It's, it's in the hands of some others, so that's where we're at. You also are in possession of the video that is now iconic when it comes to this flood. Your surveillance camera was the one that recorded the breach as it happened on that day in April. Yeah, so that was, um, that was a crazy moment. What had happened is, is the, the flood hit. We were downtown. And then my brother got on uh, the app. We have an app for our security system. And he goes, Dylan, the power's still on. We can see inside the building. So at that point, we called, our, um, we called the company that installed the cameras and asked if they could start remote downloading because we didn't know how high the water was going to come up. We didn't know if the hard drives would get ruined. So that's, that image came off of a remote download that we were able to get before MidAmerican cut the power. And we were really fortunate to get it. What's interesting is that the day before, HESCO, the company HESCO, had a, a, an inspector there who was saying that they believe that the, the, the barrier didn't fail. Instead, perhaps it was eaten from underneath. Without that video, that may have stayed as fact. Yeah, possibly. Again, we're not experts in that. We have the video. We've analyzed it ourselves, but uh, I'm not a river expert. I'm not a current expert, and I'm definitely not a HESCO expert. <laughs> You're becoming more of one, though, right? Something like that. I think it's, uh, what do we say, we're hobbyists. We're, we're, in, we're, we're hobby enthusiast HESCO um, experts. Well, Daniel, I mean, you're one of the big people that has really pushed for this coalition. What are you hoping that it does? Well, really, I think it was just a good opportunity for us all to get in a room together as business owners of downtown who have invested quite a bit in, in bringing back a, a downtown that used to struggle. Um, and getting in the room together and just sharing information and, and figuring out where we go from here. Um, we think the best advocates in this situation is ourselves at this point. Um, so we, we think it's a really positive thing that we're finally together. You say the best advocates are yourselves. You would think that the city would be more of an advocate. And, and what we've seen from City Administrator Corey Spiegel's letter and from some of the aldermen that are in uh, Davenport, there doesn't seem to be that support. It's almost like 
you guys knew that there would be a risk. You guys have a business there. You know, sorry about this, but uh, this wall wasn't necessarily meant to protect you. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny when we're moving into downtown, they're encouraging us to to invest in their buildings and 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 you know cheer us on when we were doing it, um, and in the result of the flood, um, we felt like there hasn't really been that line of communication and support. So that's really why we decided to organize. Um, but ultimately, we're excited. I mean, we're excited to, to build that relationship with the city. Um, we, we don't think this is a situation where we need to throw mud at each other. This is just, it, there was an open letter. We decided to respond and, and that was, the idea was to spark a conversation. But Dylan, I mean, you've invested <coughs> blood, sweat, tears, and let's be honest, a lot of dollars yep. in, in Rome. And now, does it give you pause, even if, insurance pays for everything to reinvest in the downtown you know currently as it stands I, yeah there's a little bit of pause in our lives um, but again like Dan was saying this is uh, this was an opportunity for us to reach out and say hey let's clarify some things what what do you mean by this and what do you need from us and so I'm not ruling anything out I'm not like you said we're not trying to throw mud at each other we just want some clarification on the issues uh, that we've discussed in our letter we just want that open line of communication and just so going forward we know exactly what we are and aren't in for so that's just the clarification part of it all I'm a little surprised that the open communication wasn't existing already I, I, I think that's what a lot of people in the community are going well wait a second yeah. aren't we all in it together yeah, and we, we talked about this a little bit as well. You know, it comes from us as well. There hasn't been an open line of communication between downtown businesses and the city for however many years now. And that's, you know, that's not just their fault, not just our fault. And so, again, taking this opportunity, this tragic event happened. Let's use it. Let's make the community better. Let's go forward. Let's create solutions, not problems. Well, Dan, I mean, we've got more than what, about 20 businesses, but 30, more than 30 business owners or developers that have signed on to this coalition. Was it hard to find them or was everyone pretty much going, yeah, we got to do something. We got to band together. I think everybody downtown, you know, was on the same page. I went canvassing for two days and, and got on the phone and called a lot of different business owners. And there was only one business owner that, one business that decided not to sign on. Um, so clearly this is how a lot of people are feeling and, and not just the, the direct people who are hit directly by the flood, but the people indirectly. I mean, when you shut down River Drive, it, it's, it's very difficult. And when, you know, the media is saying, please don't come downtown, uh, it's too dangerous. Um, it hurt business and it hurt business really bad. Well, um, it hurt business not only, like you said, for the people on River Drive, but mm -hmm. let's be honest, for second and even third, I would assume. Definitely. I mean, a lot of places downtown mm -hmm. felt the pinch. Uh, yeah, I talked to several business owners, uh, especially in the retail sector who said they'd never gone a day without a customer, and they've gone several days um, this summer uh, without, a, without a single customer. Um, so that's discouraging. And so what, what, what our hope is, is that we can get everybody's uh, restored confidence in downtown and get people patronizing downtown again. Has there also been, if you noticed that, I mean, we're talking about the coalition being created, mm -hmm. but even before that, there was this rallying among the businesses to make sure that fellow employees, even at competitors, um, 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 the, the beer makers were making sure that the product was still being sold. I mean, there just seemed to be a real coming together of these downtown businesses. That had to be somewhat encouraging. Oh, definitely. And that's what I tell everyone. The silver lining in all of this is the fact that um, we made the decision to be in the Quad Cities. We love this town. And that was just reinforced by the positivity, the commitment from people who hadn't been affected to help us. Uh, we just, it really reemphasized why we made those decisions and it really felt, it just, it's undescribable. Yeah. What, what happened within five minutes of the flood hitting, 
getting texts, phone calls, what do we need to be doing, what can we sandbag, what can we save, and then even with that, our building was gone, and then it was, hey, there's another building that we can save water from, let's go start sandbagging over there. It just, everyone dropped what they were doing, and it was immediate action, and that's, I think that's the coolest part of what's come up from, from this. That was an amazing afternoon. I mean, and, and, and that's the thing, some people have said to me, are you afraid of all these bars and restaurants moving to downtown Davenport and cannibalizing your business? I said, absolutely not, I love it. I love that Dylan did what he did because he upped the level of quality uh, in downtown. I mean, it really is a cooperative uh, environment over a competitive one. And what this has done is really brought us closer together. Uh, we've all been kind of focused on our own projects and this gave us a, a little bit of moment to pause and, and get to know each other better. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really been a positive thing. Yeah. Let's talk about moving forward because one of the things that you said uh, in your letter, uh, an open letter to the citizens of uh, Davenport, but also pretty much a clear letter to the city administration, is that uh, it, they're almost stifling in some ways your ability to renovate, to reopen, as far as uh, construction codes are concerned, as far as permits are concerned, as far as changes are made after the permit's been approved. Why has that been so frustrating? Well, it's been frustrating because every day that these businesses are not rebuilding and not getting reopened, it costs them money. Um, and, and, and those resources are depleting very quickly. And so what I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do, is really kind of light a fire and say, okay, we need to move quickly so that these people can get back to business. And we also need to make sure that um, while we're dedicated to making safe spaces, we, want, we need to make sure that there aren't extra uh, unnecessary monetary expenses that can hurt the process. And finally, when we see that there's finalized plans, they, they should be final. There shouldn't be change orders after the fact. It's the city's job to really have the, the departments communicate correctly. And once those, uh, those plans are final, finalized, we need to be able to trust that they are final. Is this like one instance, or are we seeing this over and over again? Uh, we're seeing it with quite a few uh, business owners, and that's why it's uh, a main point in our letter. That was almost unanimous. Uh, one of the new names topics besides the flood uh, during our first business meeting was, hey, who else incurred unnecessary expenses after the fact, after the plans have been finalized, you know, during final inspection and such. And so that was just that we thought, we thought that that was a key fact. Like you said, every day we're not open, monetary expenses. Um, and then on top of that, you know, some of us haven't, we've, we've, we have limited budgets, we have limited income. And so when all of a sudden we get a $6,000 expense, you know, four days before we're supposed to be opening, we go, where are we supposed to get that money? So that's just, it's difficult sometimes. And also we have over a hundred employees who are displaced right yeah. now. Absolutely, um, yeah. And so, you know, they're dedicated. I mean, Dylan's staff is de dedicated to Dylan and Griffin and they want to be a part of Rome mm -hmm. and they're kind of holding on to see if they can jump back in. Yeah, they don't want know? to move on to another oh. career or another job mm -hmm. when they could exactly. work at a place they love. Yeah, I mean, yeah. clearly, you know, he built a culture where they, they create a very tight-knit community at Rome in only four months and they want to continue to be a part of that community and Dylan isn't able to move forward um, and that's a problem. And that's what I wanted to underline is that you weren't really, you didn't have that much bank there. You know, you had just opened. I yeah. mean, there, there are other places that opened or were about to open, yep. um, but you at least had four months under your belt, but yeah. that isn't enough for an no, business. No, no, I call it the perfect storm. We had a polar vortex, so people don't want to go out when it's icy and snowy, which is fine. Um, we still had a really good business when we first were open. And then we went into the Hesco's uh, being placed, which for 45 days before the flood hit, uh, River Drive, my main point of access to our restaurant, was blocked off, and then the flood hits. So, you know, we've had a, just the trifecta this, this four months, which is okay, it's life, but um, we're looking forward to moving forward. So explain to me what that means when you say you're looking forward to moving forward. 
Moving forward, we're just, uh, like I said, we want the answers uh, that we need to move forward. We need, to, we need the key decision makers uh, to make those decisions. And then, you know, we want to move on with our lives. We want to reopen. We want to we wanna do everything we can to get our staff back and employed. We had a family there. Um, but again, it's not up to us at the moment. And, and you're hearing that over and over again. Some businesses are finding it easier to reopen than others. Either, they're, either their damage wasn't as bad or that they were in business a little bit longer and perhaps could suffer through this a little bit longer. Uh, we have some really exciting, so Paradigm has already reopened, mm -hmm. um, Virtual Reality and Esports Center, which is fantastic. If you haven't been there, definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Lopez Pizza, who was supposed to open the week of the flood, mm -hmm. uh, opening up in the next couple weeks, as well as Half Nelson. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think Ruby's will be far behind. Um, so again, what I'm, my hope is, is that the community at large comes together, comes down and supports these specific businesses to help, help them get that jump start. Talk to me about pre-flood. I mean, now there's going to be downtown pre-flood and post-flood, of course. The, the downtown area of Davenport, people are really getting excited about it um, before this happened. Mm -hmm. And I know that you want that back and you know it's going to grow and be even better, but it, it was really a huge renaissance that's going on and then this happens right in the midst of it. Well, I, I think when I moved back from college, you know, a little over a decade ago, downtown was a ghost town. Mm -hmm. You know, the, we would go over to either uptown or to downtown Rock Island. That's where the places that young people would go out. Roll up the sidewalks at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, the addition of Hotel Blackhawk really changed everything. It was, it was kind of the catalyst that allowed all these other small businesses to open up around it and create a culture. And I, I think downtown business goes beyond just brick and mortar, uh, run of the mill, bars, restaurants, and retail. These are really interesting concepts mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're really valuable concepts and they're high quality, clean, good concepts. Um, and I think uh, that's what made downtown so special was this, this, this group of, of really unique concepts that came together um, that were all run by really great people. And, and so that's what made it fun. Well, and, and, and Dylan, I mean, as it was pointed out in the letter is that you do have support. I mean, you mm -hmm. underline the fact that, you know, the citizens have helped out, mm -hmm. other businesses have helped out, and the Chamber of Commerce has mm -hmm. tried to be a voice for you as well. Yeah, uh, everyone's been great. Everyone's been great. And again, to reiterate Dan's point, we're just, we don't want the momentum to die. That's one of our big things right now is we believe in momentum. The reason I started Rome, or we started Rome I should say, is because Dan had done three successful concepts before that. He gave us the confidence to keep moving forward. So we're like Dan's saying, we don't believe that the pie is so, or only so big. Mm -hmm. We think the pie is infinite. We're all going to help each other out when we become more of a destination location. So what we need to be doing now is we need to restore confidence in the downtown area. We want to grow again. And then that way, other people like myself that want to do something have the confidence to come down and help expand on everybody else's dream of having a great, thriving downtown Davenport. Well, you're going to get a chance to talk to city officials one-on-one -on -one this week. Um, it, it seems odd that it's taken this long for this to happen, of course. What do you hope is accomplished through this meeting? Again, solutions. We're not looking to throw mud. Um, we just want to move forward. We just want clarification. We just want to have an open line of communication. I think the first step we've talked about is this meeting is about building relationship. We don't really know them. They don't really know us. We just know each other through passing. And this first meeting is just to get to know each other. Let's get everything out on the table. Decisions don't need to be made right now. Let's take some time to think about it. And let's come back to the table and let's compromise. And how important is it for the business people? Because you've been asking for at least to have two members of your coalition to be part of the uh, mayor's task force that he that he plans on establishing. I mean, how important is it to have this voice? I think it's extremely important because we are such a key part of downtown. Um, but uh, again, I think you know ultimately, you know, to echo echo Dylan, our goal is to just build a long-term relationship and build a healthy one. And really, that that 
that relationship is five parts. It's the community, it's the business community, it's the Chamber of Commerce, it's City Hall, and it's the City Administration. All five parts need to be on the same page. And so luckily, those parts are gonna meet in the room and we'll, and we'll be able to hash some things out. And the key is to do it quicker. Absolutely, I think you know we put an August 1st deadline of a flood plan in place. Um, and after speaking to a few city officials, they said that deadline may be unrealistic. Um, our response is, there's not a lot of time. People are trying to decide now as they're working through the insurance, insurance adjusters and things like that, whether or not to reinvest in downtown. Now is the time that we need to put something into place to at least show them, here's where the walls are gonna be, and here's the, spe the specifications in which they're gonna be built to protect you. In an update to our interview with Dan Bush and Dylan Style, they and others in the coalition met with city leaders behind closed doors. We don't know what happened inside, other than some of the people at the meeting say that progress was made and the start of an open dialogue was needed. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.